about the rookie wall. <laughs> I ain't got enough young Zell yet, man. Yeah, man. Let's Kings go, baby. Win, baby. You know what it is, yeah. young Zell. Let's light it up. Come on. They do not know what Sacktown brings. Uh. When on the low, that's a Sacktown thing. Yeah. Talking about us, it's a bounce out thing. Must they forgot we some Sacramento Kings. Hey. Oh, squad going crazy. Yeah, we back with it. Northern Cali going crazy one sack winning. Right. If you doubted us, then ain't no back spinning. This is real right here. Ain't no catfishing. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So tell me what you see now. See now. Coming down the lane off the rebound. Rebound. It's 916 now. now. Look towards the sky like the beam now. Tell, tell them like, like the beam. Right there on the intro and the victory anthem, we welcome you in here to the Tuesday, February 7th edition of D'Lo and Casey. I'm Damian Barling. Acknowledge me! He's Kenny Carraway. Yes, sir! Acknowledge me. Oh, oh, wait, wait, where where my guy at? Where my guy at? Stringer, where's Stringer at? I want you to put the word out there. Don't forget. We back up. Don't forget. Understand me? We back up. All y'all people out there, don't forget, we back up. Don't forget, we back up. Damn it. 140-120. Some of us know Stringer's Charles Minor. <laughs> Who's that? See, that's right. See, look, Jesse knows. He was on the yeah. office. See? Look at you. Look at you. You oh, didn't even know. That's the only time I hadn't seen him. You didn't even know. This was, the, the office was postwire, right? Postwire, yes. Okay. Yes, he went from Idris Alba. He went from Stringer Bell to Charles Minor. That's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wild transition, uh, but our guy pulled it off. And arguably his most iconic line, yes, I am aware of the effect I have on women. <laughs> that's his most iconic line. I think that's his most iconic line from The Office. Oh, from The Office, okay. Oh, yeah, no, not, not, not from his career. From 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 the office for sure, uh, man. If you're on the Odyssey app, if you're on 13:20 a.m., if you're on 98.5 HD2, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Twitch, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, wherever you are, uh, we're so happy that you are here with us, and we are so happy that the panic has been curtailed at least for another day, as the Sacramento Kings get their 30th win of the season, matching all of last year's total. If they beat Houston again, they matched the year, but they matched all of Luke Walton's totals. If they win uh, Damn, against Luke. Houston tomorrow night, Damn, Luke catching strays for no reason. I'm just stating. <laughs> I'm just stating facts, not 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 strays, just facts. I saw Luke on the uh, the Cavs broadcast the other day. Like, look at Luke sitting on the bench, about three three seats down. Well, at least he got a front row seat. Front row seat, you know. I'd argue it. Yeah, maybe. Think Luke is happy for the uh, for the Kings? No, 
Mm-mm. Absolutely <laughs> I not. Think, I think I think Luke is the anti uh, Mike Malone and Buddy Hill. I think Luke is perfectly fine with the kid. Oh, I well, I think there's a difference between perfectly fine. Yeah, I think he's happy. Like uh, he's good. Like he likes De'Aaron Fox. I think there's a difference between perfectly fine and happy. I I, I don't think he. I, I don't think he has any feelings towards the oh, Sacramento okay. Kings. That's fine. I mean, like, think about it. Like, who, who – Rashawn I – guess, I guess Rashawn – well, he coached some of these guys. I mean, Rashawn, Rashawn Harrison, Harrison, De'Aaron. Yeah. And De'Aaron's is that it? boy. Terrence. He coached Terrence, right? Terrence, yep. Terrence yep. was here all the last year. He coached yep. Terrence. Terrence is I – mean, uh, De'Aaron's his boy, so he's this is, this is his guy. But I don't think Mike Malone's happy at all. I don't think Mike <laughs> Malone will ever be happy for Sacramento. I think Mike Malone will be happy for Sacramento fans. Yeah, he hits that Tyrese line all the time. Well, I love the fans. Yeah, he, he, he does. I don't, I don't think he'll ever give a Shut damn about Malone. what, what – <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh but their 30th win of the season last night not just that they got some points on the board that's last what I'm night talking about. that's what i needed it's been a while since we've seen that it has 140 for the sacramento kings last night and, and it and it felt you know obviously everyone is is aware De'Aaron fox is back everyone is aware of why he was out uh as he Got the opportunity to make that announcement as he should, and it felt different right from the jump. Mm-hmm. Just with De'Aaron out there, there was a different energy from that team. There was a different energy with the starting unit. There was a different energy from the second unit. Yeah. Um, you know, De'Aaron wasn't necessarily hot early. In fact, I don't think De'Aaron got hot at at, at all during the game. Mm-mm. But his energy and aggressiveness out there at the beginning was it it it, it in in my mind. Uh, set the tone for the direction of that game. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, it's 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 different when he's out there running a point. Just like when we didn't see Devonta Sabonis, and it looked different yeah. when he was out there. These two guys, like I said, I didn't want to get into yesterday about you know who's the best, who's more important. I I have my feelings on it, but it don't matter. Like they're both important. They're both they're like they're you need both of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't lose either one of them mm-hmm. because things look completely different when one isn't on the floor or one isn't available yeah. I should say and we saw that I agree with you from the onset from from opening tip it just looked like a different Kings team it was, uh, it was just a different energy playing. yeah yeah it was a different energy and it was it was it was great to see that team not get out to a slow start mm-hmm. uh, they got up on Houston early and stayed there yeah they didn't pull away for a while, but yeah. they, which is all right. Like it's, it, it doesn't is all right. bother it a little me. Frustrated because I saw I was watching the game early. I was like this, and they got there somehow, you know, eventually. But I was like this, this got to be a fifteen to twenty point win tonight. The Houston ain't no. But good. they do that though. Like they 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 score in spurts. Like that. Mm. I I think Mike is going to run that fourth. That excuse me, Mike is going to run that third quarterback for him. Mm. Uh, in in today, whether it's today's film session or tomorrow's film session, I think Mike is going to run that third quarterback for him. Where uh, I think Houston got forty points in that quarter. Yeah, yeah, forty yeah, points in that much. corner. That's 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 one Four they're going to go back on because I we'll, we'll play this clip. I hurt for Steven Silas. Oh, <laughs> we'll, this poor man. We'll play that sound for you in a bit. I I I hurt for Steven Silas because he was he's just like we can't do they they, they he. Quite honestly, he sounded like Mike. Mm. He sounded like Mike talking about this team defensively sometimes. So, I, I it, it, you know, this team is a little bit younger than Sacramento. They're not as skilled as mm. Sacramento, and I and I don't know that 
a coach laying into them in a post-game press conference or begging for effort is going to have the same effect uh, as it does on, on, on a team like Sacramento or you know a more experienced team, a, a team that has shown its defensive capabilities. I mean, I, I, again, I, I have all the respect in the world for Steven Silas. I feel for him. This is a 13-win team. Yeah. Uh, but my, my, my eye is on their response, though. Yeah. Are they going to hear what their coach said publicly? Are they going to hear what their coach said privately? Because this is one of those two-game series where we've got another game uh, to cover tomorrow night uh, with the Sacramento Kings uh, in the Houston Rockets. But we'll enjoy this one uh, for now as the Kings have got back on track. And I don't know if he ran through it. I don't know if he climbed over it. I don't know if he walked around it. My speculation is, though, it doesn't actually exist. (laughs) But whatever your feelings are on the rookie wall, Keegan Murray blew that son of a bitch up last night. Yeah. Yeah, he just... He turned some bit sideways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, hey, that boy was cooking. Oh, my God. And look, I, I want to be perfectly that clear. That was crazy. While I don't think there was a rookie wall, absolutely he wasn't playing well. No, He and, wasn't shooting the ball well, and my, I just think he just wasn't. It wasn't my, because of any it. reason. That's it. He my, just wasn't. My point is, and I understand, we've got four hours of radio, Phil, to Phil, James has got a, a a newsletter to sell and a podcast for people to download. I know what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. But we, sometimes I don't think we have to manufacture all of these reasons as to why something might be happening. Mm-hmm. Keegan hit a rookie wall like three months ago. <laughs> and, then I, and then, okay, well, I, I guess he did. I, I guess he's gone through the wall now because he had one good game. Well, what, what, if, he plays, what if he plays poorly tomorrow? <laughs> then what? Did the wall pop back up? Is this the Great Wall of Rookies? Like, what is this? Is this, is this like, uh, what, what was the name? I don't, I, I don't know if you remember this one, Damien. Is this like uh, Legions of Doom? Who who know about Legions of Doom? Remember they'd have. I know the Legion of Doom. I know the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. <laughs> maybe it wasn't Legion. What, any of y'all who's watching Nickelodeon in the Guts era, y'all know about Guts. The guts. You don't know about Guts? That sounds inappropriate. I do not. <laughs> I wanted to be on that show so bad. That show, I was, I was like, well, yo, I'm a, I'm a go well, to work if I get on that show. But what was the other sound oh, circulating le- from yesterday's <laughs> show where this adds up? It was uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's what it was, uh, and they would have these different okay. walls that would pop up all over the place. That's where Keegan is right now. The walls are just popping up. So yeah, it's like it's Super Mario Brothers or something. He's just got to something like that. Did you see they're coming out with a movie for that? It looks like, actually looked pretty good. I, I, I did. I disagree about how it looks, but I did. It's I did see solid. it. Okay. I mean, all things considered, I, I'm not. It's it's not a, uh, you know, it's not you people, but you know, it's it's. Uh, it's not gonna make you cry. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna. You people didn't make me cry either. That's not what we heard. <laughs> it's absolutely not what we heard. Uh, Coach David Patrick's going to join us in the 1 o'clock hour of the show. Your partner over on the J Street Vibes podcast, Jason Jones, going to join us uh, in the final hour of the show. We've got a lot of Kings basketball to talk about. Of course, we're uh, just two days and some change away from the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's speculation all over the place. There's more reports coming out of Brooklyn that Kevin Durant's not going anywhere. So we'll, we'll talk all about that. Um, I want to talk about Davion Mitchell. Uh, as well, um, you and Ham had a spirited back and forth yesterday, in which was it spirited? I guess so. I don't know. Maybe so. 
Well, I sat out for about 10 minutes, and I did have a thought on Davion Mitchell, but I, 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 we're on the air every day. I can share that with you today. So that's and, and wasn't just Keegan. We saw some signs for that. We, 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 we saw Davion. Mm-hmm. Do what Davion Mitchell does best last night. Yes. And I think that that's worth talking about a little bit. Of course, De'Aaron Fox back in action. Uh, <laughs> did you see? Did you see uh, the defensive player of uh, the game being yeah, awarded? Yeah, I saw it about twenty-five times. Yeah, I played it over and over again. <laughs> like, it, it, and, and shout out to Miss P, who was the first one who was like, "Yeah, this is this is the AO pause moment <laughs> when Jordy called De'Aaron my boy, Daddy." A boy, Malik Muckle. <laughs> Malik <laughs> Jordy with a straight face looked at De'Aaron and said, Daddy, you pick. Like, oh. He said, Jordy, we know what you meant, Jordy, but I don't know that you want to do that. This we'll why, we'll play that for you. Adults in the, uh, is, in, in the locker room. This a, it's 100% <laughs> why. That's why they only have adults in the locker room. Well, apparently Malik Monk is with us. <laughs> Malik said. We, We've we've had listen, we've had T D, we've had Lindsey Hardy. Shannon, if you're listening, we're coming from Malik next. That's who we want next, man. We'll come back. We'll talk more Kings basketball. We'll open up the phone lines for you as well. Hey, hey, hey. Kings win. You know what it is. That's all coming up next here. Steelo and KC on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Hey, it's going to be potentially a big night in the National Basketball Association. LeBron James, 36 points away uh, from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. Uh, you think he gets it tonight? can catch that game here on ESPN 1320. I was reading a lot. Hunter Patterson wrote a really uh, fun out, piece. Yeah, our guy over at The Athletic wrote a really fun piece on on like LeBron's you know biggest performances on the court. And I was thinking like, yeah, I think he does it tonight. Mm. I think he did, does it Did tonight. you see um, Drake Bars coming up in just a second? But did you see that clip from the J.J. Reddick from the Old Man in the Three podcast where J.J. talks about on first take, they asked Matt, Mike and Mad Dog. They're like, <laughs> "Is is LeBron James an all time great scorer?" <laughs> and Mike Mad Dog, well, you know, it's it's a weird situation. It's kind of complicated. Like, and JJ just went off. Like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> it, I, I, it's embarrassing that those two are put on television the way that they are. Like. I, if it your ideas wild. can't evolve, like you can't continue to do this for a living. It was wild, and JJ broke it down beautifully. He's like, he's the average wise. He's like, I think third, or they, it's Mike Wilt, and then KD, I think Elgin Baylor and LeBron, mm-hmm. and they're like separated by tenths of a point, mm-hmm. right? So you can make the argument like he might end up being the third. The highest averaging score. Yeah, it's like thirty points a game for his career. Like, what do you mean? Is he a great scorer? The, <laughs> He's one of the top three. Let, let let alone he has the all time scoring record. Like, let's let's ignore that real quick and realize he's got one of the top three averages of all time. That's silliness, man. 
It's absolute silliness. He might be. I, I keep saying it, and I, I keep. He might be number one, man. I, it's hard. It's hard to say the that he's not number one. Arguments against LeBron being the greatest player of all time are really running thin. I, I, I'm being honest. The only thing that I have is Mike. I grew up with Mike, and and Mike has a has a connection to you know my, my childhood and that's and the thing that, that's it we're that's really always it. like we're always gonna believe hip-hop in our era when we grew up is better than what it is now because yeah. that's what our greatest emotional attachment is too mm-hmm. i have the same emotional attachment to michael jordan but it's similar to the tom brady conversation in that longevity has to count for something mm-hmm. and the fact that lebron is playing at this absurdly high level at this stage of his career is very literally something no one has ever done. And the no one has ever done is attached to LeBron so many times <laughs> right. that at some point you just got to, like, yeah, no, nah, he's he's that dude. Yeah. He is that dude. I always go back to, and I'm always going to go back to, you guys are going to hear me. You've heard me say it before. I'm going to say it 40 times again on this show. But he is better than advertised and if you were around for how he was advertised when he was coming in that seems impossible that he would be better right. than what he was advertised to be he's better than that he was literally on the sports illustrated cover called the chosen one <laughs> and he's he's like he's he's outdone that it's crazy Amazing. that almost never happens in sports uh, but we've got that game for you tonight here on ESPN 1320. Uh, LeBron James shot at history mm. uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, no history made for the Sacramento Kings last night, uh, though it is a win, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And following wins, come Drake Bar. You know what it is, man. Kings went down to Houston, handled business, 140, 120, 40. I need that beat, big dog. Yeah. Crazy last night. You know what I mean? Steven Silas, keep it It's rough. Jalen Green, you know I got love for you, but it is what it is, man. Let's get it. Yeah. I'm something like a pharaoh. Remember the time. CKM first lunch. Some days you was mine. Can we take it back there? Please, Lord, send a sign. Like the other KC. For you, I will cry. Look. Keegan with eight threes. The kid lost his mind. Trying to work through a wall that he just can't find. Chill on off night, man. Davion will be fine. He'll be locking up Luca in the first round in no time. Yeah. I said he'll be locking up Luca in the first round in no time. Yeah. Congratulations to Rese and De'Aaron. They got them a beautiful baby boy. Now it's back to the playoffs. Let's get it. Yeah. Why, why you say they got them a beautiful baby boy as if they just went to the store and grabbed one? They just they just went and swooped themselves up a a baby boy. Can I get uh, uh, one of them baby boys? <laughs> Y'all got any of them kids left? And hey, I like that. I like yeah, there, there was some there was some the, the, the KC you, you reference. Heard I like that. There was some good reference. stuff in there. Of something like a pharaoh. Remember, Remember the, the time, time? I got at? you. I, Where I was got y'all out? Was y'all outside? I don't think I was outside. I don't know. If you would have hit us with, I'm going to spin around and turn to dust, then I would have. <laughs> Do you remember, girl? <laughs> what about till done, till three? What about us, girl? What y'all know about that. <laughs> oh, boy.
<laughs> the ones you, have, you led the team in defensive rebounds. You and Keegan with six. Uh, Kev, you led, led the team uh, in deflections with six. Uh, Daddy, you choose one. <laughs> Y'all got to see Malik's face. Hold on. Look at Malik. <laughs> No, when he when he first says it though, when he first says it, you hear a bunch of whoa, whoa, whoa. come on, shorty, what you doing? Oh man, even De'Aaron's face changes. Hold on, you gotta hear the woes. Hold on, it's, the woes it's, it's, at first. For some reason, it's buffering. Oh, come man. on, man. Come on, man. We're a media company. Play. <laughs> what you doing? What he says in that. Whoa. Even the whoa. Inter, even the internet can't take Jordy referring to <laughs> for, referring to De'Aaron as daddy. <laughs> I'm gonna get this. That was, man, no lie. I watched I watched that clip like twenty times. This one and laughed. I was dying when I first saw that. I don't know <laughs> who, whoever recorded this knew in the moment we got him. <laughs> We got him, Jordy. Don't worry, man. It happens to the best of us, man. Yeah, maybe maybe clipping yeah. stuff all the time, man. Don't worry, Jordy. Don't open the door. <laughs> we won't walk through. You and Keegan with six. Uh, Kev, you led the team uh, in deflections with six. Uh, Daddy, you choose one of the three. Huh? Oh, oh, whoa, oh. whoa, hey. Kevin. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I can't. I I just can't. Malik. Malik. Malik is my hero. Oh, I love Malik Monk so much for this. This is just tremendous. Daddy, you choose one of the three. Oh. Kevin. I love it. I love it. Got the oh, fog machine out and everything. They bring the fog machine on the road, man. You got to love it. Up. You got to love it, man. I love, man, I love this, team. this team. man. I love this team. This team is. This I love Jordy. Is, they're the best. Jordy's the best. I love Jordy. Lindsey, Malik, De'Aaron, uh, Kevin Herter. Come on, man. I love this team, man. I really do. Oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Herter for bouncing back after that uh, just awful performance on the defensive end. And again, it wasn't just Kevin Herter who mm -hmm. was bad on the defensive end against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans on, on, on Sunday. But shout out to him for his response. Shout out to the Sacramento Kings for their response yeah. uh, on the defensive end for really the first half of that game. Again, the third quarter is not pretty, and I think Mike is going to spend some time going over that third quarter uh, mm -hmm. today and tomorrow, headed into the second game tomorrow night. But you look at that first quarter, you got to be happy with the way that they responded defensively. Uh, you got to be happy with the way they responded, period. Period. But particularly on the defense. Period, game. right? Because that's what uh, Mike Brown was asking for. That's 100% what Mike, he was asking Mike for. Mike Brown said, I want to see how they respond. Yeah. And if they're a playoff team like we want them to be or all this other stuff, I want to see how they respond. They came out, they responded really good. They responded just being solid. Like they, they weren't spectacular, but I don't know. I mean, it would have been nice if they were like spectacular and had a 20-point lead at the end of the first quarter, but they were solid. They didn't panic. They didn't flinch. They didn't get out of what they were trying to do in that first half. They stayed the course. They played solid basketball, and that is something that you could rely on, mm -hmm. right? Like, if to me, they would have came out and uh, 
went up 20 or something like that. Yeah, I would have loved it. I would have liked to seen it. But is that are they going to do that every time they, they find a, a, a rough patch or come off a bad loss? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I need to see them be solid in what they were doing. And they were doing that. I thought it was a hell of a response from, from this team. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent with you. Uh, and you, we said this, you know, a moment ago. You just felt you felt the energy in mm-hmm. the first quarter, mm-hmm. and I think uh, a lot of that should be attributed to just the fact that De'Aaron Fox was out there. I mean, mm-hmm. you heard you heard guys talk about it yesterday. I think Keegan, Keegan even said it in his telev- television post game thing, mm-hmm. where he's like, it's "Just his presence here." Uh, is a big difference. Uh, Malik and Trey were talking about it uh, uh, with, uh, I think it was Jason Anderson that was on the road for this one in the television broadcast. The yeah, by the way, for those that don't get that, he, 50's tied with yeah. the Houston Rockets, just like yeah, he is with Indiana. the Sacramento Kings. That's yeah. why he's at all of the Houston Sacramento <laughs> games. I think he goes to every game where the teams play each other. Is I don't he, know if he was there. On Friday. Yeah, I don't know if he yeah. I, That's not something I was looking out for. Um but that's that's the tie-in. Those I think those are the only three teams he's in NBA teams mm-hmm. that he's with. I think he's with virtually every team in Houston, mm-hmm. every professional team in Houston, okay. Okay. and Rockets, Kings, and and, and the Pacers. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, and, and, and the NBA. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he was there last night. Yeah. Um, but I, again, love the response. I, I I think there are some other things we're talking about. I, Steven Silas. Oh, yeah. Steven Silas. I let's run this this, this man out of his misery. This 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 brother is hurting right here. Here's Steven Silas, the Rockets coach, uh following last night's game. They're not giving the effort on the defensive end. They're not getting after it like they're supposed to. They're not getting into their man and fighting over and helping each other. Not doing what they're supposed to do, acting as if it doesn't matter. It matters. It matters. Disappointing. They're not giving that. Some of that sound familiar? Yeah. Different tone. Mm-hmm. Definitely a different tone from uh, from Steven Silas. But I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if the Houston Rockets have the ability to respond to that type of thing right now. They're, they're a young team. They've got a... I there's there's a lot of players on that squad that I like. I also feel bad for some of the guys. I I, I feel bad for Jamari Smith. Yeah. I, I I don't. I I think what happened to him at the draft was really unfair. Mm. Um. I get it's it's part of the game, and I think Orlando was a willing participant in that game. Mm-hmm. But I don't. You know, when Orlando's looking out for their franchise, they're looking out for themselves, and I don't think they ever want thought what that might mean to. To, to Jabari to be the number one pick for months upon months upon months. And then all of a sudden, hours before the draft, it's yeah. like, <laughs> just kidding. He's not. Yeah. And he's not the number two pick. And then here he is at number three. And people are like, wow, how did he fall? He fell mm-hmm. to number three. And this is a brutal situation for him to try to develop in. Because the team is so young, you still got Jalen Green trying to develop. He's only one year into the league. You don't have that. You don't have that veteran player. And I like Stephen Silas and have all the respect in the world for Stephen Silas. And we talked about this the second he got that job. This is bad news for him. Oh yeah, this, this is. This, 
this is not this going is a, to be his job after this year. It's a brutal it first never, job to take. It was never meant for him to to succeed. He unfortunately had transition coach written all yeah. over him. Yeah. So he doesn't, you know, J- Jabari, even Jalen, they don't have that that anchor anywhere. And you watch those guys go out there and try to play, and you hear the passion in Steven Silas. Like, mm-hmm. there's, he's got it. But if you don't have guys in the locker room who can – mimic the passion that your coach has Mm -hmm. I don't know how you grow that hello that's the Sacramento Kings for the last however many years when you don't have that anchor in the locker room that can that can translate the passion of a coach or maybe the coach doesn't have any passion maybe you got to have a guy in the locker room have that anchor Mm -hmm. whatever it is like if you don't have something there to help these guys develop you're like running in circles and I was watching Jabari last night like I what, what what's he supposed to do? Mm. Like, how does he get better? Like, how, how, like what's what does Jabari Smith's offseason look like? Mm. You know what I mean? And and I, I I walked away, walked away from last night's game, thrilled that the Sacramento Kings won. Mm-hmm. But from an NBA perspective, I legit felt bad for those young guys there because I don't I don't know what's next for them. I don't know I don't know how much longer they're gonna you know play this out. I don't know if they land with a top pick in the draft and it's, it, you know. There was some like mythical random end to the process. Okay, this was it. It's over now. And I don't know what defined that, but if if Houston lands one two, does that adjust how they approach free agency? Do you try to bring that veteran in to to a solid veteran to try to anchor these young guys? Or do you just throw more young guys out there for another year and ask them to figure it out? Because that, to me, does not feel like a recipe for success. Well, you know what? And this is like we, we go back in, in history just a little bit because um, this is kind of like <laughs> it feels like everything Vladi did. I can understand it. Didn't work, but I can understand it. And this is what he was trying to do the Aaron Fox's rookie year when George Hill and Zach Rand- Like you can't have a bunch of 19, 20-year-olds on the team and just be like, just let the young guys play because you could potentially do more damage than good by having these guys go out there. You talk about Jabari Smith, I feel the same way. I had the same thoughts for Jalen Green. Jalen Green is like a 20-year-old young man Mm -hmm. who has the weight of an entire franchise on his back every single night. And that doesn't mean – Singoon isn't any good, or Jabari's not any good, or Mike or Kevin Porter is no good, or whatever. But he's got no real help. He's got no real guidance out there every night. And he's supposed to be the franchise, and he's going up against NBA players. Mm-hmm. He's going up against the the Sacramento Kings, who are fighting to get to the playoffs for the first time. Mm-hmm. He's going up against Giannis and Tatum and Luca by himself, essentially. Yeah. You know, and he don't even have it all figured out. So. Like, I don't, I don't know what Houston does, and I, and I asked the question on Twitter, and I'll bring it here. I'll bring it here because they got a lot of people had a lot to to say about it. Mostly was no's, but I asked the question. I said right now today, because there was a lot of people that about a year ago today was like, blow it up, blow it up, let's tank. Tank, this is the only way you can get better. Tank, tank, tank. Move uh, Fox. I think they probably wanted to move Fox, build around Halliburton, all this other stuff. Tank, blow it up, do what OKC's doing. Look at what Houston's doing. They're doing it right. <clears throat> Today, on February 7th, 
would you trade spots with the Houston Rockets if you were the Sacramento Kings? Because this is what y'all wanted. This is what y'all wanted. This is what I told you it was going to look like. And Houston, they've got a, a great young player, a really good young player in Jalen Green, really good young player in Jabari Smith, really good young player in Singoon. Singoon's really good. They, yeah. they may end up getting Wimbenyama. Like, they have potential to get that. And like I told you guys last year, they can have all that. They can't even begin to think about being a contender for anything for at least five years. At least. Hmm. And Wimbenyama is is otherworldly. Like, he's 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 supposed to be the next coming. <clears throat> he ain't getting to the finals in three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, LeBron, LeBron, we just got done talking about LeBron. LeBron didn't even make the playoffs his first season. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and had a couple. I don't couple, think he made it his second either, did he? I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of when he started I playing like he Washington. Made it his third, but I can't remember. But he wasn't. He, he got to the finals, I think, his fourth year in the NBA. And that's that's like the best case scenario. And that was massive overachievement. Massive. He Detroit overlooked Cleveland, and, and that's why they lost. It's, Had one of the most epic games in playoff basketball history. Absolutely. That's akin to uh, that situation while, you know, you try not to take away from them. But that's like how I feel about the Mavericks beating the Suns last year mm-hmm. and getting to the West. They, that wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the script. <laughs> okay. Um but, like, you talk about every, – and that's if everything goes perfect for Houston. They're not, can, they're not doing anything for another five years or so. So, this is, what, this is what it looked like. This is what people were asking for, and this is what it looks like. Call in. Get in the chatty house. You can tweet me. People have been tweeting me or whatever. Let me know. Would you trade positions with the Houston Rockets today if you were, if you were a Kings fan? Because this is what it looks like. And I, I, I think that's often what people forget is it's ugly. It's ugly. It is ugly. And, you know, those, you know, those, those people that support the Houston Rockets, like they, they might see light at the end of the tunnel. And for them it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, Houston, Houston had a run. Houston had legitimate championship potential mm-hmm. uh, for a short time. So they're not dealing with uh, the starvation mm-hmm. uh, that Sacramento mm-hmm. Kings fans uh, are dealing with um, to be relevant in this league once again. And and there's two things. Tyler Jennings says, what about OKC? <clears throat> and I heard people, what about OKC? What about Cleveland? I'm telling you, that's, OKC and Cleveland are two, three years into the rebuild. That's not what this would be if you would have scrapped it all last year. You would be where Houston is. And essentially, you'd probably be behind Houston because Houston has Jalen Green, Singoon, and Jabari Smith. If you're getting rid of everybody – you're, I don't know who's, nobody, you're San Antonio. Mm. You don't have nothing. So you can't compare, you guys were talking about it last year, and you wanted to blow it up last year. So you can't talk to me about OKC, who's three years into this thing. They have an SGA. They still ain't making the playoffs, but they have an SGA. Uh, you can't talk to me about Cleveland. They're three years into this thing. Can't talk to me about Memphis. They're four or five years into this thing. I'm talking to you about Houston, San Antonio. That's where you would be. And you're looking at, we already got 16 years, probably going to be another four or five years. We cool with that? You want Vivek to be okay with that? No. After we saw, remember what Golden 1 Center was looking like last year sometimes? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Let's get Lizzie in here real quick. 916-909-1320. What's happening, Lizzie? Yo, yo, what's popping, guys? What's up, hey, man? Great question. What's good, bro? 
Hey, you ready for the Super Bowl this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. HAL. <laughs> I'm sorry, Casey. <laughs> that ain't even why I called, brother. Hey, you had a great question, Casey. Uh, who would you swap places with? Uh, would it be worth it? Um, I was one of the people last year that said blow it up. But, hey, Kings are winning. We're, they're probably going to be the playoffs. It's great. But, you know, you can't really predict the future of what, what's going to be the roof for the Kings. You don't know how deep the playoffs will go, if they'll ever win a championship, whatever. If I was going to swap places with anybody, I would swap with the Orlando Magic. They have a plethora of good young players. Uh, I just feel like if they had a real coach, like Quinn mm-hmm. Snyder or someone like that, they could be popping. They could be winning. You got uh, the Rookie of the Year. You got Franz. You got Cole. You got uh, Markel Fultz. I think that would be a good team. And also the Thunder. Tyler Jennings stole my, my Thunder, so. Yeah. yeah, no, I understand all that, Lizzie, and I'm not saying that, that you're wrong, but that's not – Orlando's two, three years into this thing. Orlando got, what, three, first, four first-round picks on that roster? Mm-hmm. With Cole Anthony, Jalen mm-hmm. Suggs, uh, Wagner, and Paolo? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not, that's not where you would have been last year. You wouldn't have four first-round picks. You would have been at the bottom and staring – and Orlando still – Second to last in the in the Eastern Conference or third to last or something like like they ain't making third. the playoffs. Yeah, they're twenty two um, and thirty two. They're better than all of the teams we're referencing now, but they're still not good. Wow. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I like I I understand those things, but that's not the premise. Y'all was talking about blow it up last season, and you'd be looking at San Antonio and Houston right now. Let's come back. Let's talk about the effort Malik Monk had last night. And I want to talk about Davion Mitchell as well. There was a lot of talk about him yesterday. I have some thoughts on that, and we'll dive into that. Uh, 916-909-1320 if you want to get in on the phone lines as well. Uh, We're just getting started. Coach Patrick ahead. Uh, Jason Jones ahead. Uh, We're here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues, streaming live on the Odyssey app. Jesse, I can't hear none. Are we back? No. Like we're on the air? Like we're on? Hey, hey, welcome <laughs> in. Hey, I think we got to. Turn me up in my headphones. Yeah. Uh, is this thing on? <laughs> well, we've got some partial news from Shams. The Sacramento Kings are closing in on a deal with Brooklyn to acquire Nets forward Kessler Edwards. And that's all we've got. Mm. We don't have anything else. No, we nothing. The, uh, we, we, we don't we we don't know the we don't know the parameters to this yet. Uh, it and, and it doesn't. The, it just says the Kings are closing in on a deal. The Nets last night were just like, man, you know, it's just never gonna work with Kessler Edwards and Cam Thomas. So we t- one of them <laughs> got to go. <laughs> Cam, Cam Thomas is a juggernaut now on the offensive end. Twenty two year old kids from 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 California. Um, let's see. Nets are finalizing a trade. This from Woj. Nets are finalizing a trade to send uh, Kessler, Edwards, and Cash to the Kings. Sources tell ESPN the Nets save a total of $8 million in salary and luxury tax and open up a roster spot. Edwards still has to approve trade because he has a one-year bird rights restriction in his deal. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. I, I haven't either. I haven't either. Um, the thing is, is Kessler Edwards having no trade clause? How does this work? <laughs> How does a 22-year-old get a no trade clause? <laughs> I'm assuming this is for the trade exception. That's what it sounds like. But is there a roster spot? I think KZ? There is. 
I think I, I thought they did have they one. Sent, they did they, because they put KZ on the because yeah the two way um, deal. Well, when they wave Moneki, and then they signed the ten day to, for um oh what's right his name and right. they they just didn't they, they had they had a, they've had a couple of guys under ten way uh, t- uh, ten days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Berton is the latest. He didn't play last night. Mm. Uh, I, I I guess that's the roster spot right there. Uh, if if there's no player involved, and there very well uh, may not be. Yeah, it doesn't um, seem like there is. Um, Sam Bassini, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's of the athletic, right? Uh, he he watches all these guys. I trust him. Actually, dig this for the Kings. Sharp team defender, bench filler, but one that makes sense to bet on. Okay. I'm watching a game right now where he went for thirty something in the uh in this G League game. Thirty six and ten rebounds. So probably uh, doesn't hurt that he went to the uh school of uh one Douglas Dale that's Christie. Correct. That's correct. I um I, I'm not familiar with Kessler as much in the NBA as I am his college time. When like I was like, Oh my gosh, he's so nice in college, but I remember watching him watching Pepperdine a little bit and he you know, he's solid. He was solid. So um not sure where where uh, he fits in with these kings, but maybe Monty and, and 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 Mike Brown see something that they potentially could use. Yeah, I mean he's a a, a former second round pick, small forward position. These are the moves that I think we're gonna see from yes. the Kings. This is the type of stuff we're yes. gonna see. The uh, you know, Doma stuff that was last year. I, I you know, it was we, we, we were talking about teams that are uh, building and going through this process, and you know, I, I think people are going to look at with the current and and, of, and 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 certainly Sacramento needs to close this out. I think uh, no one you couldn't tell a media person on the planet that Indiana isn't going to work out well, mm-hmm. but. If this proves to be successful for both franchises, and it's obviously so far it very much is, that Sabonis Halliburton trade mm-hmm. could actually wind up being the blueprint for things we see from teams like Houston, mm-hmm. teams like Orlando, mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. These young, these 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 young teams loaded with really raw young talent yeah. taking one of those high end guys, and you know what? We've yeah, you know we've got a lot of these really talented guys here. Let's let's make a move. This person has is 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 out there on the block. He would be a massive help for us. Let's get out there and make a move. It it could wind up being something we see a lot more from teams like that who are loaded with young talent. Yeah, and and let's let's be I'll be fair too when I say when you talk about the Houston's and the OKC's and uh even Orlando to a certain degree. Like that's part of tanking as well, right? just accumulating as many assets as you can mm-hmm. to eventually move a couple of those for a megastar. You know, maybe you draft a megastar and then you take two or three of the other good players that you drafted and go get another megastar. Like, that's that's the blueprint. There's so many moving parts with that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to get the right guys drafted. Then you need to have the superstar available. You know, at the time, like right now, if you're OKC or you're Houston or something, the superstar doesn't seem to be really available. And I don't know when he's going to be available. Yeah. Like Bradley Beal is maybe the the closest thing to that. 
But I don't know. We're we're talking about another maybe year or two before somebody is available of that nature. And Brad has never expressed interest in leaving. No. No. He's just like Dame Lewitt. He's never expressed interest in leaving where he's at. Maybe it was Donovan Mitchell. Maybe I was Mm. the guy. Maybe Cleveland's whole scenario worked out for them, you know, because they pounced on a guy like Donovan Mitchell. But, you know, now you're getting into uh, um, you're getting into a bidding war. Oh, my. You get into a bidding war. Like, it's not, oh, guaranteed we've got the assets. They want to come here. Now you might have to deal with the Lakers. You know, now you might have to deal with the the Knicks or the Celtics or something like that. Teams with lineage. So there's so many moving parts, but I I agree with you. Could be the blueprint moving forward. Kessler hasn't played since December 10th. Hmm. He's only played 14 games all season. Bobby Marks is tweeting about this, and I always have a great respect for what Bobby Marks says. Bobby Marks always breaking down stuff by the numbers. Um, Brooklyn would create um, 1.6 million trade exception with this. Uh, Edwards under contract for two more years, 1.6 next year, 1.9 in the 2023-2024 season. Uh, He has roughly 650,000 remaining uh, for this season. Of course, that's, again, uh, Bobby Marks. Uh, referring to Kessler Edwards here. Uh, But, yeah, he hasn't played. uh, He played 34 minutes against Indiana Mm. on December 10th. His play has been really sporadic. Before that, he had played a few nights before. He played one minute versus Boston. Um, He has just not been a part of what Brooklyn is doing this year. Um, So this is obviously in his best interest to – be here. Yeah, he gets to uh, play. You get an opportunity. Well, maybe. Probably. He yeah, probably gets, he gets to play. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there. I certainly I, I'll, I'll be interested to see what this looks like. I know a lot of us uh, are still kind of eyeballing that backup five position mm-hmm. uh, and what that may look like uh, for Sacramento. Uh, this, this, is a, this, is, this is a small forward position. Um, a small forward who's been pretty inactive this year. So, uh, Say this, uh, we've said it uh, a handful of times. If you trust Monty, uh, trust this move here. Uh, from Adrian Wojnarowski, Edwards is expected now to approve the trade. Sources tell ESPN Kings intend to give Edwards an opportunity to play with their G League affiliate in Stockton. But with two days to go until the trade deadline, his future will remain fluid. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Look, to be honest with you, there's nothing wrong with that. A guy like Kessler Edwards, we're always talking about, you know, the G League, if that's where he ends up being, um, building that up, developing guys. This is a young guy that uh, maybe you could develop, get him with uh, Coach Bobby Jackson down there in Stockton mm-hmm. and, and see what he's got. So I, I know it's not like um, – Speaking of, before we – congrats mm-hmm. to Namias Kata, G oh, yeah, League yeah. All-Star. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, man. Big ups to him, man. Um, but, yeah, like – I absolutely try and build up that program down there. That's part of what you're trying to do when you're trying to build up the Sacramento Kings is building up what you got down there in Stockton as well. All right. Uh, so the first little move uh, that Sacramento has made is in the books now with Kessler Edwards headed to Sacramento uh, in a deal with Brooklyn. And, again, no name has been attached to this deal. Uh, the Kings did have a trade exception that they had to use or they couldn't use it. 
And the fact that Brooklyn is clearing a ton of cap space says that's all this was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trade exception used to acquire the money works. It makes sense. Uh, the trade exception that the Kings had used to acquire uh, Kessler Edwards of Brooklyn and now his future uh, may be with Stockton, at least his foreseeable future uh, may be with Stockton, but we will certainly see moving forward as we are just about 50 hours. No, we don't do math on this show, but just about <laughs> 50 hours uh, from the trade deadline. You'll-